Hi, welcome to BJSM Videos, and I'm with Genevieve Healy, and she's a researcher from uh, Australia who's been part of a team that's found some very interesting things about sedentary behaviour. Genevieve, welcome to BJSM. Thank you very much. And why don't you just begin by telling the listeners um, just about your position and your role, so introducing yourself to the listeners before we get into the science. Hello, my name is Genevieve Healy. I'm a research fellow at the University of Queensland at and Baker IDI Heart and Diabetes Institute in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, my role is I'm really interested in the relationship between sedentary behaviour, too much sitting, and cardiometabolic health. Thanks a lot. Yep. So you've come this from a research angle. Um, but your work has very important clinical applications. And so why don't we jump into letting you share with the listeners some of what you've discovered about sedentary behaviour as a risk factor. What we've been looking at is just most of our research to date in terms of physical activity has concentrated on that part that we call exercise, like so that small portion of the day that we do a moderate to vigorous intensity activity. And we all know how good that is for us and what sort of benefits that has across multiple health outcomes. But more recently, we've um, started to realise that, you know, there's the whole rest of the day to consider. And if you think about from the time that you get up in the morning um, till the time you, that you go to bed at night, there's multiple opportunities for you to be sitting throughout the day. And when we use um, instruments called accelerometers, which are activity monitor devices, we've seen that people spend more than half of their time sitting or in sedentary behaviour throughout the day and the rest of the time they spend in more like incidental activity and on a very small part in the exercise, the bit that we've been focusing on today. What our research has shown is that the time that they spend in sedentary behaviour is associated with poor cardiometabolic health comes, in particular waist circumference and their triglyceride and their blood sugar levels. And to date, a lot of the research has used self-report measures such as TV viewing time, so how long people watch TV. And we've seen that that's related to uh, increased risk of mortality, particularly from cardiovascular disease outcomes. And this was recently published in circulation in 2010. And this is fairly consistent across many countries um, are seeing these relationships. It's not just um, in Australia, but also in the States, in Canada, in Europe, starting to see these detrimental associations that are all independent of how much exercise people are doing. And so when you say independent um, of exercise, just maybe explain that uh, to us. Yeah, so this is in using statistical models that we can put in how much exercise and take that into account, just as we take into account how old they are and you know what what sex they are so because that might vary on their health outcomes we can take into account how much exercise we're doing but in other studies that we have done um, such as one published in medicine science sports and exercise in 2008 we only looked at those people who met the physical activity guidelines for australians which was the 30 minutes of moderate to vigorous activity on most days of the week so when we only looked at these people who'd be considered physically active and we looked at their impact of TV viewing time, those who watched more TV had poorer health outcomes. So, again, just really emphasising that they're quite distinct factors, like doing too little exercise and doing too much sitting. Uh, you can be the same, you know, a person can be that same bad person. They can both do not enough exercise and do too much sitting, but we really need to think of them as separate constructs. 
it really is a big uh, shift in thinking, a big paradigm shift. And uh, so, why don't you tell us um, what people can do, what what's you've discovered so far, and what do you recommend can be done about this? Yeah, a lot of our work so far is co- uh, concentrated mainly on associations. So, looking at just uh, the cross-sectional associations at one um, between health and sitting, but where we're really moving in towards is intervening and trying to get people up and moving more. And even things as simple as um, getting up regularly so um, has been shown to have better health outcomes, specifically in terms of their waist circumference. This might be as simple from standing up from your chair, um, going for doing more of that incidental activity, going to the, if you're at the workplace, for example, going to see a colleague rather than emailing them, standing while you're talking on the phone. In terms of your housework, it might be doing the ironing, standing up instead of sitting down, putting the remote on top of the TV. So just these small changes throughout the day can increase your light intensity incidental um, activity and reduce your sedentary time. And so I've been to meetings in your centre where people stand up um, at the meeting. Do you want to share that with our listeners? It's a bit of a yo-yo thing that happens in our meeting times. Um, it tends to be one person will stand up and it's quite a peer pressure thing that people are like, oh, yes, and they'll stand up and after a while they'll sit back down again and stand back up again. It's Again, I'm not particularly, I'm not advocating standing up all day, every day, all day long. It's just really trying to recognise how much you're sitting throughout the day and trying to reduce that sitting time through small steps and breaking up your sedentary time more often and incorporating more activity into your day-to-day routine. And uh, what about computer work specifically? A lot of people spend a lot of time at the computer, so are there strategies for that? Well, one strategy that one of my colleagues, David Dunstan, does is he had his father custom make a, um, a box for him to put his computer on, but there's a lot more advanced techniques to that. I put my computer on top of a filing desk. That's how advanced I get. But you can have um, sit-to-stand desks, so electronic desks that move up and down. You can, I think in meetings you can have um, high tables to stand at instead of just enforcing people to sit down all the time. You can have walking meetings. So just providing standing options is, I think, a key um, key way to look at it, not encouraging people to be able to be more active. Well, there's been some pretty boring meetings I've been at where if uh, people were standing up, maybe they'd uh, shut up and the meeting would be over. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this research being uh, taken on board. So, Genevieve, uh, you've got some final thoughts for our listeners? Well, just on, to add on to that, Karen, like uh, one of the things we've been doing in our physical activity conferences and our health behaviour conferences is giving all the speakers standing ovations at the end of all their talks, which certainly makes the speaker feel good. And then also it makes a big difference at the end of the day in terms of how you feel mentally and physically. Move more, move often is, I guess, our catchphrase at the moment. Move more, move often. Okay. And if the listeners want to find some papers to follow up on this podcast, where would you direct them? Well, an excellent physiology review paper is by Mark Hamilton and colleagues in 2007 in diabetes. Um, For some of the objective measurement findings, they're the accelerometers. They can look up uh, my work, Genevieve Healy, in diabetes care in 2007 and 2008. The mortality paper that I mentioned by David Dunstan that was published in Circulation in January 2010 is gives a really good picture of what we're seeing in TV time and mortality. 
and then some more recent review papers that have just come out by Neville Owen, um, one in Exercise and Sports Science Reviews and um, one in the British Journal of Sports Medicine in uh, February of 2009, give a really nice overview of the whole sedentary behaviour picture. That sounds great. Um, thanks for your time, Genevieve, and we look forward to seeing more of your work in the future. Thank you, Karen.